What's going on, people? Man, if I sound a little out of breath, it's because I've been running around trying to get this show started. Brandon, where the hell is Kurt? Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Where the hell is Kurt? I don't know. We're looking for him. I've been, I've been looking for him for the last 30 minutes. I, don't, I really don't know. Man, let me tell you. I just got on here. I don't know if you can tell. I'm breathing kind of hard, rushing around, trying to get shit together and look for him. What the hell? <laughs> Folks, if, if you're listening right now, Kurt, <laughs> we can't find Kurt. This is like an episode, hey, man, or not an episode, but this is like the hangover, the wrestling with my thoughts edition. Yep. Um, I, ain't gonna, I ain't gonna lie. I just said, fuck it. I'm gonna eat me a piece of chicken real quick. Come on, come <laughs> on. If you don't, you don't. Damn it, man! His brother so give me over here he's smacking. Found and he's you, just look, it. I'm eating chicken. Look, if I if you hear me over here smacking, I'm eating. I'm over eating chicken. Goddamn right. <laughs> but yeah, Love man, I, mean, I don't know if if Kurt quit. If Kurt, just, <laughs> I, I mean, he ain't answering our phone calls. He's not answering texts. We ain't heard from Kurt since. Yeah, well, let me go like, ahead and then open up this Billy D over here. <laughs> shit. Goddamn right, yeah. Yeah, yeah look, Kurt, ain't, look, Kurt, I, I, you are, man. I, I'm not gonna hide. This. I ain't gonna hide. I ain't gonna hide no more. Yeah, I, I, I drink no Billy D's. You got damn right. I, uh, but Kurt, he's somewhere in the world, floating around somewhere. Kurt, if you're listening and, and you're trying to sneak and shit, motherfucker, you got him drinking Billy D. Worried about you? No, nah, I've been drinking the Billy D for a long time. <laughs> but, but it's the only that, that's the only one I do ever. Yeah, I mean. Ever, ever, ever. I mean, I ain't heard from him. Like, I again, yeah, man. like I said, man, I don't know if uh, we need to put out an APB for him or something. <laughs> yep. maybe, maybe if maybe if we call, Look, even I called his, I called, I called his wife, my sister, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, about him. Either she, she said, hey, I, don't, "I don't know what the hell he is either." So, damn, that is not good. No, it's not. Like, when the, hey, the missus don't know where you went are. To the stove. He said, hey, you know, she, he, he went to the store about five minutes ago. Hey, you know, hey, so Kurt. Hopefully, no, hopefully, huh, no, hopefully, Mister, uh, no, hopefully, Kurt brother-in-law is in all right. Kurt left and said, "I'll be back when I get back, and don't look for me till you see me coming." Yeah. He, but you know what, though, you know, you know, you know, Ron, you know how it is as a man. Sometimes, like, hey, it would be like that, right? Man, I get that, but goddamn, we got a show to do. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I mean, I look. Hey. I, I make jokes all the time when we have technical difficulties that we're dealing with high quality shit here, but this right. is just completely unprofessional. As hell. <laughs> I mean, we met for the pregame, and I know we're a couple of days late, folks. We're a couple of days late because we don't know where the hell Kurt is. Nope. <laughs> Can't find him. So we just decided to go on ahead and try to do the best we can with the. Uh, I guess this is now the gruesome twosome. Um, yep. Since the terrible trio is is apparently no longer around. I mean, no, I mean, man, I ain't gonna say no longer around. Just one day. Well, yeah. I mean, he may be around, but he ain't around us. Damn it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I guess wrestling wise, did did you get a chance to watch Backlash last night? Or you, no, yeah, I didn't watch or, it last night. I watched it this morning, and then during the afternoon, I watched half this morning, and then you know the other half this afternoon. Same, absolute same for me, man. Um, yesterday, I had a chance to go to my first con. Um, it wasn't very big; wasn't you know nothing really to to talk about. But 
I was able to get my hands on a nice Jimi Hendrix pop that I've been looking for. I've seen them elsewhere, but everybody I saw wanted either uh, way too much for them um, or they they were damaged or whatever. So I found one oh, damn. and I was able to get it for about $20 less of, of what he's worth. So okay. I was, was happy to find that. And... I got my best friend addicted now. He just showed me right before we jumped on. He just showed me. He picked up a Larry Bird, and there's one of uh, there's one of Magic Johnson. The fucking thing is huge. I've seen him at Walmart, but he picked up one today. It's him in his uh, 1992 Olympic uniform. Hmm. So, um, but yeah. So I just uh, hey man, that hey look that Larry Bird is. A- Larry Bird is a classic. I talk to my students sometimes about Larry Bird. I'm like, man, Larry Bird is one of the best white boys of all time. I don't care what nobody says. Man, that you, dude right there. You look at Larry Bird and you're like, that's he ain't gonna do shit. That's the most unathletic looking person on the court today. Right. And then he comes out and waxes your ass all over that best. No, 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 no. He don't come out. He tells you he's gonna come out. Yeah, he, and he's gonna wax your ass. Like at the three point contest, he's like, "I'm going to come out." He basically he walked out and said, "All right, we ready to lose tonight." Yeah. <laughs> and he went out and beat everybody in a warm up jacket. Yeah, and and unlike and smoked them. And unlike some hey, people, y'all hear me? Huh? Oh, what? now you want to be? Oh, 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 oh! All right, here he is now. All right, okay. ladies and gentlemen, good, good the, the the the, Kurt. the great missing Captain Kurt. Where the where have you been? He's in the building. I guess I guess that's really none of my business, huh? No, you no no no. Wait, wait, what's that again, bit, bro? I could not find my phone. You could not find your phone. Could not find this phone. Mm, mm, mm. What are Dang. we? What are we? Twelve? Hey, hit him with that. Hey, man. Apparently, he did not quit on us. He's still here. We can cancel the APB. Y'all can quit worrying. <laughs> Kurt, we got folks out here in the audience crying. We got, we got folks worried about you. We we got a we had an APB out for you. We're gonna cancel that now. Yeah, but, I, I'm here. I'm here. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we would like to introduce to you the Wrestling with My Thoughts podcast. Oh, I thought somebody was going to do some, some clapping or something, but I got it. I ain't got no sound effects. I'm on the iPad. I ain't got no sound effects. Oh, wait. That's the wrong one. <laughs> there we go. All right. Kurt, what's going on, man? Did you get a chance to watch Backlash? I did. All right. Without going into great detail, because we're going to get into that in just a second with the review, um... Well, no, I'll wait till we get there. I'll wait till we get there because I don't want to talk about backlash until we get there. Um, Folks, today, with with all the worry and stress that that Brandon and I have had about worrying about where Kurt is. A lot of stress. I I mean, especially poor Brandon, man. That's that's family. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. That was weird. He's known Brandon since Brandon was being high to a gnat's ass. I pulled up to the parents' house and, you know, I seen my nephews over there. I'm like, where y'all daddy at? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I like, oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> But I hope y'all all right. 
But so I, I say, hey, if I get the wrong phone call, I'm, 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 I'm going 85 <laughs> south. I'm going on down there. Uh, you know man, what I'm saying? So, so we're going to we're going to forego the usual um, news and notes and ratings. Uh, I know we've kind of done that a lot this week, but we have found that when we get to talking, we don't shut up, so we just keep going. And I think, and the fella, uh, well, I said fella, Brandon, I guess Kurt would agree too, but um, that we've got a lot to talk about tonight, so we're just going to kind of jump right into it. Um, And then we're going to have, I tell you what, let's start it off on a little bit of a light note since, you know, break up all that stress and shit. Thanks, Kurt. I got more gray hair now. Um, But uh, let's talk about the top five finishers. Um, Kurt, what was it that you and I read or heard uh, Jim Cornette talk about, rather? Uh, What was it he said about, uh, or was it uh, Conrad? It was Conrad Thompson. He was talking to um, Jeff Jarrett, and he, in in his opinion, he thought a diamond cutter was top five, which I said, I don't know about that. And that's why the conversation got started. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go last. I'll let you and Brandon go first. <laughs> oh well, thank you, sir, because you <laughs> were, after all, joining us last. <laughs> so you are last indeed, mofo. Um, <laughs> but no. Um, so what we what we wanted to do with that conversation? Um, none of us thought that the diamond cutter was a variation of the Stone Cold Stunner. Um, nothing like that. Was, that. that was the other comment. I, I left that out. Yeah. Like, bad. I, I yeah. Um, so we just got to talking about our, our finishers, our top personal top five, what we like, um, as finishers. Um, Brandon, would you like for me to go first? Do you want to go first? You go ahead and go first. All right. Um, I'm going to start at number five. Number five is a classic. Uh, it is the figure four. Um, I picked that just because it's a classic move and the shit really does hurt. I've had a figure four put on me before and you can really fuck somebody up with a figure four. Um, so that is my number five pick. My number four pick is the Frankensteiner. Uh, Frankensteiner was just revolutionary. Um, as a matter of fact, the reason it is called that is because of Scott Steiner creating it. Um, initially in his later years, he was putting people on the top rope and doing it from the top rope. But in, in the beginning, he was shooting people off the ropes and jumping up and doing that shit. And that's amazing to see for a man of that size. So that's my number four pick. My number three pick is the brain buster. Um, when done correctly, that move looks like it's going to cripple somebody. Um, a lot of people try it, but they don't seem to do it right. Um, probably the best two people I've ever seen do it are Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard. But that's my number three pick, the Brain Buster. Number two is a, a little bit of a newer move, uh, the Vertebraker. Uh, that was done by Shane Helms, the Hurricane, Gregory Helms, whichever name you know him by. Um, that move is legitimately dangerous. But it looks fucking deadly when he does it in the ring. Um, WWE wouldn't let him do it uh, because they were afraid somebody getting seriously hurt. But if you've ever seen the Vertebraker, you know what I'm talking about. That's my number two pick. My number one pick, this finishing move, in my 
in my personal opinion, revolutionized finishing moves or made finishing moves what they were. Um, and that's Jake the Snake Roberts with his DDT. Um, I mean, the DDT was then, like today, they do 15 DDTs in a match and, and people jump right up. But back in the day, you got hit with a DDT, you were out. Um, if you got hit with a DDT on the floor, you were, you were stretched out. Um, devastating move. And it, it just, he would hit it out of nowhere and it was done right. Nobody flipping over, nobody popping up, standing on their heads, nothing like that. Plain and simple, just a deadly fucking move. And that is my top five finishers. That vertebraker, it kind of flirts with number one, but I got to go with Jake at number one. So what do you got, Brandon? All right, so my top five is in no particular order. So my top five, A, I have figure four. Figure four, I've been in the figure four legitimately before. And yes, that shit hurts. Yes, it does. Goddamn right, it hurts. Um, the next move, next finishing, next finishing move I have is the ankle lock. Hmm. Um, when applied correctly, the ankle lock will definitely break your ankle. And I've been in the ankle lock before, for real. Yes, it does hurt. Um, next move, number three, would be the DDT. In his heyday, uh, shout out to Jake Snake Roberts, but in, heyday, in, the, in his heyday, nobody, nobody kicked out of the DDT. You got dropped right on your head. My next move would be the RKO or the Diamond Cutter, whichever one you want to cut it. Or Cody whichever Cutter. One you <laughs> <laughs> whichever one you want to say, Diamond Cutter, RKO, because you can literally hit that move out of anywhere. And, folks, if you didn't know before now, that's where the, the phrase RKO out of nowhere came from. When you see them on these exactly. memes, that's where it came from. Exactly. You can literally hit that move out of nowhere. It's one of the most versatile moves I've ever seen. Um, am I, am I at number three or number four? I believe you're number four, but you could be at number okay. three. So if you so want to give me my number four, I'm not going to complain. <laughs> all right. So my number four um, finisher was, is the Stone Cold Stunner. Um, the Stone Cold oh, Stunner yeah. is one of probably the best finishers, and that's one of the finishers that probably – that's one of the finishers for me that got me emotionally invested because anytime Stone Cold hit that Stone Cold Stunner, the car came unglued every single yes. time, still to this day. And my number one finisher for me would be one of my favorite moves ever, and that is the power bomb. Vader had to me, uh, Big Van Vader, rest in Man, peace, yes. had the best power bomb ever. And I would give uh, also kudos to um, Sid Justice, Sid Vicious, Psycho Sid, wherever you just want to call him. <laughs> he had a damn good power bomb too, Kevin Nash. But the power bomb is one of the best. When uh, oh oh, and give kudos to Batista for the sit out power bomb, which is known as the Batista bomb. Um, the power bomb when applied correctly by the right opponent, power, power bomb put your ass out. Man, ass cactus Jack. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. Ass cactus Jack. They tried that shit on a concrete floor. <laughs> on a concrete floor and legitimately knocked him out. And folks, so listen. those are my top five. Those are my top five. Um, those are my top five moves. My, and to be honest with you, the power bomb for me would be not, would be number one. Power sure. bomb, and I would like to give honorable mention to the F five by Brock Lesnar. <laughs> AKA the TKO by Mark Merrow. Um is it. the uh the power bomb that Foley took from Vader on the concrete floor. Folks, if you've never heard the story, search it up um on Foley's pod, his podcast. He talks about it there, but I'll 
summarize it here. Dude was fully and and accepted the fact that he was going to die that night. Yep. He, he had got his affairs in order, and like because he he wanted to, he was set on doing this fucking move. Yep. <laughs> so the G Foley is is great, and but that man has given literally his body, his life to the fucking business. Mm-hmm. So without uh, further ado, Mister Curtis Wyndham, or sorry, Curtis. Uh, so my top five, number five is the kill switch. Um, number four is the code breaker. Uh, number three, I'm going to say the backstabber. Number two would be the gore buster by Aaron Anderson. And uh, number one would be the DDT by Jada Snake Roberts. Because like you said, Ron, I think that rule, that move revolutionized wrestling to this day. I thought a code breaker, wait a minute, I thought a code breaker and the backstabber were the same thing. No, the backstabber, if you do it, the, the code breaker is the front, but the backstabber, you get it from the back and do it had a neck and you put your knees up to their back. Oh, okay, gotcha. gotcha. Um, remind me, what I, I know the name, but I cannot remember the move to, to save my fucking life right now. What was the kill switch? Where they take, um, I think, it's kind of like the same moves thing do, but um, Christian did it as well. Ah, I already, you don't have to go in there. Yeah. I already know what you're talking about. Yes, thank okay. you. I okay. just couldn't remember hey. right off the top of my head there. Oh, you know what? By the way, I want to give another honorable mention to uh, Sting Scorpion Deathlock. I love that move. That shit yes. looked like it, that shit looked like it. You literally hit the back of your goddamn head. So no. I want to show love to that move as well. Now maybe, maybe he uh, or reverse he, DDT. Maybe someone else did it before, and I just never saw it. But that was my first time seeing it, and same thing. I thought it was phenomenal. Yeah, but that's our top five finishing moves. If you, uh, you know, feel like sharing your top five finishing moves with us, you can email us um, at wwmtent at gmail dot com, or you can go to either one of our Facebook pages and leave it there. We definitely would like to hear what your thoughts are um, because. There's so many finishing moves today, and if anybody says the one wing fairy, I'm gonna go off. I'm telling you, <laughs> what? The one wing fairy, or or the buck super kick. I'm going off <laughs> because hey, the only person that that well, let me take that back. The only two people that ever had what I consider to be legit super kicks was first the gentleman who was not such a gentleman. He was a fucking woman beater, uh, uh, Chris Adams. And the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Which is a sweet chin music. So, um, that's super kick. That's, that's the best super <laughs> kick of all time. Sweet chin music. Ain't nobody ever topping. So, yeah, I think so as well. I agree. Yep. Let's see. I'm trying to find the comments for our next topic of discussion. Or not comments, but the, the comment that was made of our next discussion. Uh, give me one second for those. <clears throat> so what we're gonna type hard as hell again. Yeah, I, that's hey man, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, hey, you know I love you, Ron. Oh man, I know it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, shit. All right. So a couple of weeks ago, it's been now. Um, Chavo Guerrero um, let out some or put out some very 
interesting comments um, about his uncle, uh, Eddie Guerrero, and the way that people, in his words, were, were pimping his legacy and using his legacy and making uh, money off of it. So I found the, the comments, or the, uh, the comment here, the original comment. Let's see. It's, good. it's, it's, uh, it's pretty long, so I'm going to read this here. Uh, I'm getting this from 411mania.com. Is there an author to credit? Yes, Jeremy Thomas. Uh, this was published on April 24th, 2023. Uh, the article says, Chavo Guerrero takes some issue with Rey Mysterio using Eddie Guerrero's name and references on WWE TV for his own benefit. The nephew of the late WWE Hall of Famer recently did a virtual signing for Captain's Corner, and while discussing his feud with Mysterio in 2007, he spoke about how Mysterio is continuing to use Eddie's name and reference his character on WWE TV, such as the WrestleMania entrance, where he came into the arena in a lowrider and used Guerrero's entrance theme. Quote, look, we all love Eddie. But we're not going to go out with his gimmick and our gimmick, Chavo said, per Fightful. Quote, it was Los Guerreros gimmick and come out with the Los, Los Guerreros, we lie, we cheat, we steal. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, keeping Eddie's memory alive. I say, no, dude, I'm tired of people. And this is not a bitter thing. This is the truth. We worked hard for that last name. The whole family worked really, really hard to get that name to where it was. And we're tired of people prostituting, uh, prostituting it in a sense and using it for their benefit. End quote. He continued, quote, so Ray Mysterio, I'm sorry that no one knows who Ray Mysterio Sr. is. <clears throat> Ray Mysterio Jr., no one knows who he is. I'm sorry that you have to latch on to the Guerrero family, and we're just kind of tired of it. So thank you for keeping Eddie's name alive. Thank you for keeping the Guerrero name alive, but we don't need you. We're good. You know what I'm saying. End quote. Chavo Guerrero has since taken to Twitter to reiterate his stance, writing, quote, If at Ray Mysterio is really mentioning the Guerrero name only in tribute and not to line his own pockets with cash, maybe he'll donate some of that money to charity, or even better, how about to Eddie's daughters? That will show myself and the fans that he's not pr prostituting the family name. End quote. Mysterio oh. has yet to respond, and this is as of April 23rd, uh, Mysterio has yet to respond to Chavo's comments. Um, so... That's that's some heavy shit to say, um, given how close Ray and Eddie were. Um, I'm not sure how close Chavo was with him, uh, him being Ray Mysterio, but even still, uh, those are some some sharp, sharp words. Um, Brandon, do you think uh, we'll, we'll get into further discussion of it, but just uh, off the rip, do you think? Shabo was uh, out of pocket for saying what he said. <sighs> well, <laughs> I can't really say because I'm not 
in it. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I don't know, you know, behind the scenes what goes on between them. I thought that all of them were cool. Same. It, so, like, when I saw that and read that and I'm hearing it again, I'm just like, well, damn. Maybe they're not as cool as we thought they were. Thought they were. And I don't think just from, you know, me looking, I don't think that Ray Mysterio ever used in um, Eddie Guerrero's name to prosper, you know, just to make money off of it because Eddie Guerrero meant a lot to him. Mm-hmm. And I think that everything that he does is a tribute to his friend, like his legitimate friend. They were legitimate. They were like brothers. And so I don't think that I never looked at it as Ed, like Ray Mysterio was prostituting Eddie Guerrero's name. And so for Chavo to come out and say things like that, I was like, wow. But then again, we don't really know right. what goes on behind the scenes or what type of relationship these folks have because whatever we see on TV is not really reality a lot of the time. So I would just hope that um, maybe behind the scenes, you know, Ray and Chavo had a conversation and, or maybe if they haven't, maybe they will have a conversation. Maybe that's why Ray didn't um, respond, but maybe there'll be a conversation that has, they can kind of, you know, hash things out because we don't need the Mysterios and the Guerreros beefing because they, they did a lot for the wrestling industry right. as a whole, a lot. And that's just not, that ain't, that ain't good. I was very uncomfortable hearing it. Like that's just, that's just that's just not good. Yeah, I um, and I just would never I would have never thought in a million years that they wouldn't be on the same page. Right, right. Um, I mean, I was kind of uncomfortable reading it just now because most of that I read. I didn't see the other part about him saying donate that money to charity or whatever. Right. Until I just read it here. Um, and with 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 Ray responding and or not responding. Um, as we said, this article was ri- written on the 23rd of April. Um, Ray's kind of in a no-win situation, whether he does or does not respond, uh, in my mm-hmm. opinion. And, Kurt, like I said, we'll go into the whole thing in a little bit more detail um, because there are comments, I think, that each of us have about the potential uh, prostituting of Eddie's name and legacy. But... Uh, talking about Ray Mysterio specifically, do you think Ray was out of line here? Or do I think Chavo was out of line? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I mean, sorry, Chavo, Chavo. I, 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 don't, I can't, you know, he can feel how he feel, but I definitely think he was out of line. And I definitely think he was very disrespectful to Ray Mysterio and his fa- and Ray Mysterio's father. I think that was very disrespectful. Yeah, I, I thought that right, was kind of know, a... Uh, yeah, that was a low blow. blow to take. I, I, I that, that was a low blow. Yeah, I thought that, that was, was definitely very a low blow. Very disrespectful. Yeah, I just uh, for for me personally, um, I'm kind of like Kurt and Brandon both. I can't really say, you know, whether Shavo was wrong or right for this for saying this, but uh, because he first and foremost, he's allowed to feel how he feels. Um, nobody right. can dictate to him how he should or shouldn't feel. Um, now, there could be conversations had to kind of clear some, maybe some misconceptions up, but he's allowed to feel how he wants to feel. And as Brandon said, we don't know what goes on behind the scenes. We don't know what personal conversations they've had, what personal interactions they've had about this specifically, 
So it's, it's all speculation on our behalf anyway. Um, but I will say that I think he, he took the low road when he, when he said nobody knows who Ray Sr. is. And, um, you know, that's insane. Now, many people in America might not know who he is, but he's, he's a legend in Mexico. Um, so, you know, I, I think, definitely think Ray took the low road on that. Uh, damn it, I keep doing that. Shavo. I think Shavo took the low road on that. And the con- some of the comments I saw online were, were just, they were roasting Shavo. They were like, Shavo has always been jealous of Ray and Eddie's friendship. Shavo is just mad because nobody knows who Shavo Guerrero Jr. is. All this stuff. And, Which I think that's untrue. We all know who Chavo yeah, is. I, I, I think. Okay, you know, but but okay, well let, let's be honest now. We know who Chavo is because of Ed. I will. I'll give you that, Kurt. And when we but and then to take a step further, we don't know. So I know I know, but Brandon, do you, do are you familiar with Chavo Guerrero Senior? Yeah, Chavo Classic. Yeah. Okay. And I seen some of his old stuff too. So yeah, I yeah, he, he was a big deal. The amateur was. <laughs> and I, I I think that uh, uh, that that enough people know who Shavo is uh, because of his exposure on WWE and and, yep. and WCW. But I do agree with Kurt that I think that his profile was was stepped up exponentially. Because he's the nephew of Eddie Guerrero, and Eddie more or less took him under his wing. Now, in WCW, right. it was a little bit different. Chavo was kind of by himself, if you remember, until mm-hmm. a little bit later in WC, WCW, right before Eddie left. But in WWE, yeah. it was it was Chavo and Eddie all day long. Um, it was Los Guerreros. Yes. So, now let me ask this. Uh, Brandon and I briefly talked about this um, on the pre-call where we couldn't find Kurt. Um, <laughs> it always comes back to that, right? Um, but no, seriously, we talked about this. I do think there is something to be said about Eddie's name and legacy being used in a way that profits off his name. Now, Saying that, I don't know what agreement WWE has or does not have with uh, his wife. Um, I, I don't know what agreements Vicky and and WWE have in place. Like, for instance, his merchandise. Does she get a hundred percent of his merchandise? Does she still get the royalty checks that Eddie would get for the sale of that merchandise? I don't know. But Brandon and I talked specifically about the the uh, angle with Randy Orton and Rey Mysterio when Randy said all those things about Eddie going to hell and all this stuff. Um, I was never comfortable with that angle. Um, I thought it was a, a a low light in that era of WWF, WWE, whatever it was at the time. I can't remember when WWE. It was WWE. But I, I was always uncomfortable with that. And in that sense, I think that's where Ray did play along, not necessarily for his benefit, but I don't know that I would feel comfortable doing that 
um, if it were one of y'all, if it was one of my family members, or just whatever. Um, so I definitely think WWE exploited his death for at least for that angle. Um, what do you think about that, Kurt? Um, as far as WWE goes, he didn't mention WWE, which I thought was really interesting. He calls out Rey Mysterio, but he doesn't call out WWE. Um, but how do you feel about that, Kurt? Do you think WWE has exploited Eddie's legacy and name? I, I do think WWE has exploited it. And um, to Ray's defense, you know, he works for the company. So what, it, what, is, he, what is he supposed to do? Yeah, now I said that to Brandon most, earlier. Most, I didn't know what, most, what his most situation was. Are gonna go, most rationals are going to go along with what, you know, the company's telling them to do, just like Chavo would do as well. Yeah, right. So I think if anybody is probably... Which in the way Chavo did... But it, but if anybody is prostituting, hands down, yes, WWE is prostituting Ray's name. I, but I don't think the, the individual wrestlers are doing it at all. But I think WWE, yes, and I don't, and that's very interesting what you said, Ryan. What and if I know how if if I'm thinking like Vince works, Vicky is not seeing any of that money. All that money is going straight to WWE because of how he uh, structures the contract. Yeah, and that that's unfortunate, really. And it is um, very now, unfortunate. Now, now I don't know what what Vicky has made over the career of her career in the wrestling business because she was never ever supposed to be involved in the wrestling business. No. Um, so I don't know what kind of money she's made. Hopefully, they they made her whole on that. But I I definitely think if they're not giving her money for those merch sales, um, I I definitely think that's wrong. So. And, and we'll get into the conversation here in just a second about. I about to say we don't want to forget about his daughters as well. Exactly, exactly. Because even if Vicky is not getting it, maybe you know, because maybe they had an agreement. You know, Vicky's been remarried and everything, but maybe they had it set up because at one point in time, one of his daughters was in NXT, training to become, training to become a wrestler, and then you know she went on and did you know she went on and moved on. But you know, if it ain't going to Vicky, maybe it's going to his daughters. I will hope. Hopefully, hopefully. Or, or but like trust, I was saying, or a trust fund or something. Right. Um, but like I was saying, but like I was saying earlier, I say, hey, you know what? Eddie Guerrero meant a lot to our gen, my, my generation. Eddie Guerrero meant a lot to us. Well, hold on. And hold so on. I don't I have a problem. Hold on one with second, Brandon. I want to put a pin okay. in that because we're going to get to the the because Kurt made a, a comment that he didn't think individual wrestlers were prostituting him and and. Uh, whatever Eddie's like, say, I want to talk about that specifically. I know what you're going to say because we kind of talked about it. That's why I said Okay. This. But. Okay, no problem. Uh, with regards to WWE, specifically them, um, one, how do you feel? Do you think the WWE has exploited Eddie's legacy and name? And um, I forget what the second part to that was. So just answer the first part. <laughs> the first part, absolutely. They, they, yes, they did. Okay. Um, like we talked about earlier, I felt like when they had that angle with Rey Mysterio and Randy Orton, when they, you know, when Rey Mysterio won the Royal Rumble, Randy Orton was trying to get into a championship match at WrestleMania, and then they ended up making a three-way. Yes, they absolutely, they did, is put that name Eddie Guerrero. Um, you know, I get it, it's the wrestling business, Randy Orton was the heel, and he's gonna do what heels do. But at the same time, like, you know, that was like kind of fresh at the time, too. Mm-hmm. And once again, Eddie Guerrero mm-hmm. meant a lot to us. So it was just distasteful some of the things that um Randy Orton was saying at the time and I understand it was a different time. This is what, two thousand and five, six? Something so it was like a different time. But it's, I'm just like, man, like, come on You know what I'm saying? But then again, you know, his wife signed off on it. 
and it's the wrestling business, and they say, hey, this is the way Eddie would have run, blah, 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 blah. All right, fine, but it's just as a fan, I'm just like, there's no way I'm putting myself in Eddie's shoes. I'd have been like, look, if anything ever happened to me, don't let these folks go and exploit my name like that. You hope you know you uphold me in the highest regard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'll say this. Honor me in the highest regard. You don't need you don't need me in death to sell tickets. Yeah. Let the wrestlers sell their own tickets. And that's yeah. just the way, and that's 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 just me. You know, so I, I just I, I, I it was it was a few things that I just didn't like. Um it is a few things that I just didn't like. And I didn't even like them putting Eddie Guerrero in the Hall of Fame so fast. Because I felt like, you know, if you're going to be in anybody's Hall of Fame, it has to be a criteria and it has to be a timeline. Let's just follow that. And then when it was his time, let him go ahead and go in. Well, to that. Like, an, like, the, like, like the NFL does. But that's, that's just me. To, to that, I'll just, and, and, and that's fine. I'm not necessarily arguing against your your opinion. That's fine. But – um, yeah. I I can see the exception being made for someone uh, at the level that Eddie was at. Um, as good as he was in WCW, and if folks, if you uh, fellas, help me out here because I'm I'm missing the years. What was the year that Hillman Mysterio wrestled um, at Halloween Havoc? Ninety-seven. Ninety-seven, folks. If you as good as he was in WCW. I think he was that much better in WWE as a as a I wrestler. I agree. But if Absolute. you want to see Absolute. one of the best, I'm not holding any match out of context on this. If you want to see one of the best wrestling matches you've ever seen in your life, watch Eddie and Ray at Halloween Havoc. What year? Ninety seven. 97, 1997. That is a that was phenomenal one of the best matches match. I've ever seen in my life. Yes. Um, they absolutely stole the show. Now, that said, Eddie gets to, to WWE, and he blossoms into this mega personality, this mega superstar. I hate using that term because they're wrestlers. But uh, he was just – he he – he went above and beyond any, I think, anyone's expectations of what Eddie Guerrero would be. And when Eddie passed, um, that left a hole in a lot of people's wrestling fan heart. Um, Eddie was in his prime. Yes, Eddie was in the prime of his wrestling career. And and what? And what he makes, just went just like that. What makes it worse is all the stuff that contributed to that heart issue. He had started fixing his life to get away from some of that stuff. Yep, that's what makes it worse because he was he was on the he was still on the rise. Like he wasn't at his plateau. He was at the best that we had seen him, but he was the fucking man, and he was yep. trying to clean his life up and getting away from those things that had contributed to some of his problems in the past, and specifically that heart issue that unfortunately ended up killing him. And it, it was just doubly sad when we heard that news. Um, like, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it now. So That's a night I'll never forget. That being said. That's a night that I'll never forget. Turn on TV, and I saw all the, I saw all the wrestlers in that lowrider on television crying. Yeah. That's a night I'll never forget. So, and, and with all that said, Brandon, I'm going to let you, since you, you started a few minutes ago, uh, I'll let you start off with the the issue that some people seem to take, and I love Conan. 
I think Conan's a phenomenal talent. I think he's a phenomenal uh, promo promo guy. But even he took exception with some people doing the the Eddie Shimmy um, yeah. on his podcast. So I'll let you, Brandon, start off. Um, what are your thoughts on that uh, with some of the wrestlers paying tribute to Eddie through doing the shimmy or, uh, you know, things like that? So a lot of those wrestlers, we are, I'm 33 years old. So a lot of those wrestlers, we're all around the same age. We grew up on Eddie Guerrero. We grew up on LWO. We grew up on all of that stuff. Eddie was special to us. Even if you was a casual fan, Eddie was special. So Mm -hmm. a lot of us in that generation, we, that was when Eddie passed away, that was like losing a family member. You know what I'm saying? Cause he he was just that damn special. He was just he I, whatever it was. He, he he I always say you know guys like that man they got the juice because I didn't even know the man, but when I found out he passed away, I got emotional a little bit because that was like losing a family member. That's like losing that's really like losing my uncle Eddie for real. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. my uncle. You know what I'm saying? And so for me, seeing you know the wrestlers of my generation, because we're all grown now and some of them are in the business. And they're paying homage to Eddie Guerrero doing the shimmy. Um, it was Lena Vega at the pay-per-view, which we'll get into in a minute. You know, she did the shimmy or whatever. Um, Ronda, uh, not Ronda Rousey. Um, uh, you know what I'm trying to say. Draw the blank. Zelina but, um, the Zelina Vega and, uh, Rhea Ripley and, uh, Mercedes Monet, formerly known as Sasha Banks, wearing the black tiger mask when Eddie Guerrero was in, uh, Japan and all that. Those are all tributes because we truly, really love this man. He made us fans. Mercedes Monet is a, is in the wrestling business today because of Eddie Guerrero. Every time she has an opportunity, and, you know, she does ask for permission, you know, out of respect and everything to do the things that she does. That's awesome. But every That's time, awesome. every time, every time she has an opportunity, we honor Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero was the man. I love that guy still to this day. He's been dead, what, 15 years now. I want to say Sasha Banks' first match, not her first appearance, but her first match at WrestleMania, she even wore uh, an outfit reminiscent yeah. of one of his uh, ring ring outfits. Yeah, that was that, one, that was that first one they did in Dallas. Okay. And she took pieces of his um, his outfit that he wore at WrestleMania 20, and she wore it. And she got permission to do that. And see, that's that that to me, like that makes me love Mercedes, Mercedes Monet or Sasha Banks, however you want to uh, remember her. But that makes me have that much more respect and love for her to yep. go the extra mile and say, "Hey, hey, Guerrero family, is it okay if I yep. do this?" Because she um, asked Vicky, and, and she asked Vicky, and they and they and then WWE showed it. She asked Vicky. Her and Vicky sat there and boohooed on camera. But, you know, she asked permission because she was like, you know, it wouldn't be right if I just did it just to be doing it and I didn't ask right. permission. That's just how much respect that she had for that man. That man was her idol. She's the, He is the reason why she was in the wrestling business. That's why she is what she is today. And for a lot of us, we really love Eddie Guerrero, including me. And so I don't have no problem with the wrestler coming and showing homage and doing the shimmy and all that, you know, recognizing Eddie Guerrero. I think the newer fans need to know who he is because wrestling, you can't tell the story 
of the pro wrestling industry without the Guerreros. You mm-hmm. can't. You can't. And I'm, I'm Eddie, especially because he's the one. He's the one that sh- that shined the most. And it's just a shame that you know he ended up being taken in the prime of his career. He was slated to win the WWE Championship the next week. It's a shame that he was taken from us. Well, I ain't gonna say taken from us, you know, because everybody, you know, your time is your time. Right. It's a shame that he just went in the prime of his career, in the prime of his life. He had finally had found peace and within himself and all things that he was dealing with and everything. And you know, and, and you know, everything happened the way that it happened. But that you know, is that's just luck that the, the wrestlers of the current generation of wrestlers today. We ain't nobody. I, I promise you, ain't nobody doing that for no money and no for no or for no payday. That's genuine love. Just Eddie Guerrero was the man for us, really, truly. Even for casual fans, you know who Eddie Guerrero is. He was the man, and I just you know it's just the same. He's not here to see the fruits of his labor. Yeah, I, I agree, man. Um, I think even with Rhea Ripley doing the shimmy last night, even though she's a heel, um. I still don't. Is she look, a heel? I thought I thought last night she was a baby. No, no, not against Zelina Vega. I, I'm. I mean, I got it mixed up. I'm sorry. My apologies. I, I heard that wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, oh no, we must have watched two different matches last oh. night. But Kurt, before before Damn we take heel last night, before we take our break uh, for the second half of the show with the backlash results and our discussion on that. Um, I think we're okay. I think we're okay. I don't think we need to take a break. I think we're okay. Okay, cool, cool. I'm I'm fine with that. If we start to hear echoes, we'll do that. Um, well, well, hey, I'm about to go take a break. I gotta go. All right, go ahead. Call. I gotta take a break. Go do what you gotta Put do. On mute. <laughs> but uh, Kurt, go ahead and share your feelings on um, the thought that some people may have of wrestlers doing the shimmy or uh, mentioning Guerrero's name or whatever. Um, what do you? What's your take on that? I just to be honest, I don't. Then it's just me. I don't think anybody is trying to just use his name out of to monetize it in their favor. I don't see that. I didn't like last night with Selena Vega or Rhea Ripley doing it. I didn't like. I didn't like that at all. I one bit whether they got permission from, from Vicky or whatever. I didn't like that at all. Yeah, I I know Conan. Uh, Conan made a mention. And I understand what Conan is saying, but I think I think I think in this time, this day and time, we get too sensitive on a lot of things. And Eddie was in the wrestling business, and he know, you know, there's no soft feelings in wrestling. You're yeah. a wrestler, you know. We that's what we do. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think my opinion is. I don't think any individual wrestler has um, gone out and intentionally exploited Eddie's name and or legacy. Um, I think if anything, them doing the shimmy um, or the chest slap or whatever, or the frog splash. um, I think that that is a tribute to what Eddie meant to them as, as wrestlers. Um, As you guys just heard us talk about, um, we're high on, on Eddie Guerrero um, and, and all agree that, he was at the peak of his career of 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 his career that we had seen up to that point, but I still think that man had such an upward trajectory. Um, 
with his charisma, with his personality, and the in-ring skill to me is unmatched in, in a lot of ways. Um, there may be some some wrestlers out there that are more technically sound than him, but you take his personality, you take the little things he did. That match with Kurt Angle where he the, the, the he takes the boot off and where he started to, like throwing chairs to people and then lay down in the ring. I mean, it's the little things like that that Eddie did that made the differences in his matches. Um, I, I just think he was a special talent. Um, and I, I definitely think he was taken uh, far too soon. Um, so, yeah, but going back to the individual wrestlers, and, and specifically, we can talk more about it when we get into Backlash, um, I, I didn't have a problem with what they did last night. Um, that's why I was about, that's why I was talking about, uh, just when you, when you came back on, um, with, even with Rhea Ripley doing it last night, I understand the context. So I didn't feel it was exploitive. She was being the heel and we'll get more into that when we, when no, we get I, back. No, I definitely that. understand it, but I just, and I just, me, my opinion, I thought they could have left in all that out. I don't yeah, think Selena should have did it. I don't think Rhea should have did it. And I, I, think, I think that's all part of what they went through with the match. But I thought that could have been left out and don't even do it. Now, that's just my opinion. Before we get to Backlash, I'll say this about what you just I 100% agree with you. That match had enough going into it that it didn't need any of that. Um, and and I'll save more of that for the, for the topic of Backlash. Um, uh, but I think we can all agree that uh, we absolutely miss Eddie Guerrero. Um, he, he, the, 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 the term one of a kind is used by all of us a little too much sometimes. The word legend is used a little bit too much by all of us sometimes. But Eddie was one of a kind, and he's definitely a legend. I think all three absolutely. of us would agree on that. He's absolutely. Ab- absolutely. He's one of the greatest, truly one of the greatest of all time. Absolutely. And it just, it's just, it's just the same thing. He didn't get to live to see the fruits of his life. Yeah. And Kurt, uh, Brendan, you two, you can chime in if, if you know who this is when I'm about to say it. I don't know why this popped into my head, but one of a kind and whatever that's my brain just thought about this. Today, I was at Lids picking up a couple of new hats, which I only do once every like five years because hats cost so damn much now. Oh, I have like fifty dollars now. <laughs> really? Yes. Kurt, listen to me. I remember when when I started my little hat phase, because you know, Kurt, you you know this. I didn't yeah, wear once upon a time I didn't wear hats at all. When I saw my little hat phase, hats was like twenty dollars. Kurt hats are like fifty dollars now. Kurt, listen to this. Damn. I bought two hats. Both Atlanta Hawks hats. I bought two hats. Seventy dollars. <laughs> Got to get that Liz membership. So, oh, I, I, I do, and 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 dude, yeah, I, that's a whole another conversation. Um, so you know, I, now I know exactly what to do when I need a hat, so I'm not paying that much for it. But anyway, um, <clears throat> when I was in Liz looking at hats, I looked up on the wall and they had, se- <clears throat> excuse me, several jerseys. Man, I saw a jersey that I didn't even think I would ever. Ever see? Do you remember when the New Jersey Nets had the tie dye uniforms, Kurt? Yeah, I do. All right, 
they had a Drazen Petrovic tie-dye uniform. Or, uh, oh, yes, sir. sir. I'm not Drazen. surprised at all. I'm not surprised, with he, I'm not surprised one bit. Yeah. Now, as far as, as far as basketball goes, I think Drazen Petrovic is one of those people that was on an upward trajectory that yeah. was, is going way too soon. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. All right. I saw that they had ESPN had a 30 for 30 on it. Man, that and, um, I remember, I, I knew, I got introduced to Joshua Petrovic actually through, um, NBA Live. They used to do the classic teams. <laughs> yeah. And that's how I got introduced to him. And then ESPN did the 30 for 30. And that's, you know, how, you know, how I learned, you know, whatever happened to him, happened to him. He had that car accident and everything. Yeah, yeah. But Drazen was a legend. He was on the, he was on, on the way to be way. an all time. He was like the first Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah, he was on his way. He definitely yep. was on his way. So, uh, folks, that's that was uh, the conversation about uh, Chavo Guerrero's comments. Um, and I'm sure I can look right now, but I'm not going to take time to do that because we got a show to do. But um, as of the time of that article, uh, Ray had not responded. Uh, he and Chavo hadn't talked. Um, I'm fairly certain they have by now. Uh, there's just too much history there between the Guerrero family, the Mysterio family. Um, I just think there's too much history there uh, to let that fall apart over what I feel are some insensitive comments by Shavo. Um, So that being said, last night's pay-per-view, or if you will, premium live event. Cut that shit out. (laughs) If you will. If you will. If you will. If you will. If, if, if you will, so WWE Backlash 2023 took place in San Juan, Puerto Rico last night, and that crowd was on fire. Boy, um, overall, and, and we'll get into the we're going to get into the the <laughs> finer details on a scale of one to five. Brandon, what would you give the show overall without going into any explanation of your reasons? Four and a half. Kurt? I get a four. I'm with Kurt. I I would give it a solid four. Um, I think this was a a good pay-per-view. It definitely has been better than anything WWE has put out on the weekly shows since WrestleMania. Uh, but on the card we had, and this is in no particular order, this is how the website's got it listed here, but the matches are in order. Uh, Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest, Austin Theory versus Bobby Lashley versus Bronson Reed, uh, Bianca Belair versus Eo Sky, Seth Rollins versus Omos, Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar, Rhea Ripley versus Zelina Vega, uh, Matt Riddle, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn versus the Usos and Solo Sokoa. First match out of the box is Bianca Belair versus Io Sky. Um, Brandon, when you and I talked, I said I, there were some things I liked, some things I didn't like. This match, I liked very much. What I didn't like, um, Io Sky is supposed to be the heel. Mm-hmm. The crowd was v- very pro Io Sky. That that mm-hmm. can't be overstated. They were chanting Eo's name the whole match. Mm-hmm. 
as the heel, at some point, she should have turned around and told them to shut up or something. Instead, she, she like, soaked it all in, smiling and all this. Me, as the old school wrestling fan I am, I fucking hated it. The match itself, I liked. Um, I think the right person won. Bianca Belair won and retained the Raw. And this is going to come up here again in a second with the Rhea Ripley match. The Raw women's title. Um, so I think the right person won overall. I thought it was a good match. I thought some of the, the spots they did were very interesting. That power bomb off the, I think she was standing on the second rope, uh, looked like it hurt. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So I, I, I really like this match. Um, Mr. Brandon, what did you think about the match? I really like the match. I think that EO has never been put in a position like that. And so she probably just didn't know what to do. But yeah, that crowd, I want to give kudos to the crowd overall. That crowd made that show 100%. They were on fire. And man, I didn't, I wouldn't have never realized like they were just that pro EO Sky, but that just, like I said before, EO Sky, EO Sky is going to be a star. When she breaks away, she's going to be a star because fans really like her and I like her. She has a lot of potential. So, you know, I really, I really enjoyed the match. That was probably one of um, Bianca Belair's better performances and all that. And just once again, man, that crowd made that match. That crowd was so damn hot. It wasn't even funny. Yes. Kurt, what did you yep. think about the match? Oh, I'm sorry, Brandon. Go ahead. No, that, that was it. Like that, that, it was a great, it was a good match. I, it was a great, it was a good opener. I know y'all hate the word great, but I thought it was a great opener. <laughs> and it is that crowd was just so damn hot, and they they them two them two ladies put on a goddamn show. They really did. They put on a show, and they and, and they 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 just they just they just did they, they, they thug this real. Yo, Sky's gonna be a star. That's what I tell you. All right. Yep. Kurt, what did you think about this match between Bianca Belair and Yo Sky? I thought it was a good match, and um, as I'm reading, and um, like you said, <clears throat> Bianca. What was supposed to be the baby face, but once she realized that it was going her, she started acting more like a heel, which you know she should have. And then Eo Sky was acting like a baby face. Um, mm-hmm. But it was a good, very good match. I thought it just, just my opinion. I thought this was the best, best match on the card. Wow. Okay. I, and I'm not I mad at that pick. It just, it just surprises me. Um, I thought this was the best match on the card. Okay. And the reason I say that because they kept going, and you really, you. To the very end, you really never knew by and who's because that who was gonna win by and by um Bianca going to SmackDown, you know, it was very feasible for her to lose last night. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree hundred percent. So you so you never knew until the end that she was really gonna win and that would made it that much better. I thought it was a mm-hmm. very, very good match. I agree. I agree. It was a very good match. Um like I said, great spots. And I didn't I didn't think I I'm I sorry. They, they could have left out um, the interference from damage control. I thought that was a bit over okay. too much. Yeah. What did, what I didn't think. I didn't. Think I didn't think they were gonna let that match open the show. No. I didn't either. No. I didn't either. So that came out surprising me too. They let that match open the show, but man, that was a damn good opening. It was good. Show. It was. It was very good. And you know, it's very good a, a lot at all. But I thought that was a very good match. Yeah. I really it, 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 it was so good. I watched it twice. 
I didn't mean listen. Me and your sister sat here last night, and yo, you know your sister is not a wrestling fan one bit. Absolutely not. And she was like, I really like her. Talking about Bianca yeah. Belair, and yeah. watched the whole damn match. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, I, I, I watched that opener twice. And then she was like, she's gonna go down as one of the greatest women wrestlers ever. I said, okay, so hold on, slow down. Now you're going a little too far now. Mm-hmm. I said, slow your roll. I, but you know what though? I think she owns something. She might be. I said, but let. I said she ain't been wrestling that long, so let's let's one step at a time. Get, once she get ten years in, we'll see. But I think she owns something. Yeah. All right. Next matchup is almost versus Seth Rollins. Uh, or <clears throat> excuse me. Second matchup was almost versus Seth freaking Rollins. Um. I don't care for Seth Rollins. I don't care for the crowd chance. Um, overall, I was not interested in this match. However, I will say almost looked good in that match last night to me. Um, he, he did the best he could do as a big man. Big men aren't supposed to be these great technical wrestlers. Um, that said, I thought almost did very good last night. Just wasn't interested in the match because of Seth Rollins. What about you, Kurt? I agree. I, uh, it was, the match was way better than I thought it would be. Yes, I think almost did a, a good, a did way way better than I thought he would would be able to do. Not a fan of Seth Rollins, but the match was better overall than I thought it would be. Yes. So I, you know, I give it a thumbs up. All right. What about you, Brandon? I'm bit all ball out the group. That damn music is growing on me a little bit. I, I catch myself shit, singing man. it. Yeah, well, you keep that. You keep that to your damn self. Here he goes. Burn it down. <laughs> I wish they would burn that down. But, <laughs> but not for real. Um, but not for real. That bash is better than what I expect to be. Omos is gonna be a star. If they, you know, as long as we stay healthy and they keep Ooh, them on, I think we need going. to slow the roll. Oh the start, no, 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 no! <laughs> Almost gonna be the next big man in the business, like for real. And he keep on going the way he's going because he, he, because you know what? The last few matches he's been in, they have really, even though he might have lost, they have been really, really good. And he really, really showcases strength. He does everything right. It's it just he got to get in the right room and just. I, he's, he's got to get in, but I think, and I, and I expect him to be in this world heavyweight tournament as well. But oh, 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 oh he's really, really talented. I like him. Yeah. I like him, and I like the fact that he's paired with MVP because MVP can talk for him, and, and no, Omos ain't got to talk too much because I think if he got to talk too much, they will kill him. Yeah, this, this and you know, and, and, and you know, he he went up against a proven vet. You know, Seth Rollins done you know beat everybody, so. Hey, you know, he, you know, he lost Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins, okay. You know, but I, I, I really, I, that match was a whole lot better than what I thought it would be. Yeah, that, 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 match, that match had no business being that good. <laughs> it, it didn't. It, it didn't. But you know what? That's a credit to both competitors. Omos as well. Because Omos ain't, ain't, Omos ain't been in the business. He ain't been in the business that long. But he is getting the right type of guidance from the right people on how to be a big man. And how to make the other guy look good and make yourself look good at the same time. So all credit, all cool, credit and kudos to him. 
And I think that, you know, with right booking and everything, oh, you never know. Omos will be world champion. You never know. You sure. never hey, know. Man, look, I was, David Arquette held the fucking world title, so anything can happen. Exactly. Um, you never look. <laughs> Omos could be your next world heavyweight champion on Raw. He could. You he never could. know. Next, you yeah. never know. And if he became the world heavyweight champion, I ain't got a problem with that. Next up, we got Austin Theory versus Bronson Reed versus Bobby Lashley. I'll not lie to you guys. I more or less checked out of this match. I saw the finish. I thought the finish was good because it it highlighted. Uh, the way that Austin Theory has been, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Portrayed to us, you know, not necessarily chicken, excuse me, not necessarily chicken shit heel, but, you know, uh, taking the, I don't want to say the easy way out, but taking the cheap shots, if you will, if you will. Um, so Austin Theory retains his title, um, but I don't have very much to say about the match because honestly, I checked out. Um, Brandon, what do you got to say about this uh, this three way for uh, Theory's title? I enjoyed the entrances more than I enjoyed the match. Okay, all right, Kurt. What about well, you? I'll, I'll be the oddball, and I didn't think I, I I didn't think I would like it, but I thought it was a good match. Okay, yeah, yeah. Wait, by the way, it's not that's not me saying it was a bad match, but I did. Um, but you I, know, I, enjoyed. I, I did enjoy the entrances. Bobby Lashley's entrance. I did enjoy the entrances. And I, really and I also thought. The end, the finish. I thought that was, I thought that was done well. I yeah, thought that was I agree. done well. Yeah, and you, you, because nobody loses the way he, the way he won that match. There's no losers in that match at all. Mm-hmm. And I thought he came. I thought they. I thought that did. I thought that was done perfect. Perfect. Agree. Even though, I, like I said, I checked out of the match, so I can't say how good or bad the match was. And the reason I checked out of the match is. I'm, I'm kind of sour on the three, four, six, eight, ten man matches. Um, I'm just, I'm burnt out on them. So I just, no, I, I, yeah. gonna be burned out some more. Start Monday. <laughs> <laughs> you you I, are I, right, yeah. sir. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the triple bear matches, but I thought this was what was done okay, and I thought the finish was good. I thought they did that very. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and and truth be told, I did myself a disservice because the talent involved. Um, should have told me it would have been it would have been a, a at least a decent watchable match. So it, it you know what it it was it and not no was watchable. It was watchable it was and it was watchable. very decent. It was very decent. Like I, said, I really liked the, yeah. the ending. The finish, I, the finish was good. The and, finish was good. And boy, oh boy, this next match! Oh shit! Oh lord! Twelve year old Ronnie couldn't wait to see this match. But neither could 47-year-old Ron G because of the wrestling factor. There is a difference between the two. Trust me. <laughs> oh, get out here. Oh, man. Rhea Ripley versus Zelina Vega. Yeah, I, man. I don't think anybody expected this to be a great technical wrestling match. Um, and it was not. Well, let me rephrase. It, it wasn't to the degree that, that, that we we shouldn't have expected. I'll say that. Um, I liked the match. I liked it a lot. Um, I know Jim Cornette will probably go nuts when he reviews this match because of what WWE did. But I think given, and, and this is me being, uh, you know, extremely real right now, I think 
given the emotion that we saw on Zelina Vega's face last night, um, I thought that shit was cool for WWE to give her this opportunity in her her home country, or not home country, home. Uh, well, she's from from New York, but her you you know what I'm saying. Um, right. I, I thought it was very, very good, very, very cool for them to give this opportunity to her. And Zelina Vega could not even make it through the ring intro, uh, ring intros uh, without being emotional. That said, um, I think she did a decent job last night. I don't think she's a bad wrestler given the talent that's in WWE right now. She's not on par with Charlotte or Bailey or, or anything like that. But then again, who is? Um, but I think she held her own last night against Rhea Ripley. I think Rhea Ripley did a good job at making her look good um, as much as Zelina Vega did for herself. Um, I like the match. Um, and like I said, I just think it was very, very cool. Uh, what WWE did for her last night when I saw that emotion on her face. Um, Kurt, what did you think about the match? I thought, uh, well, before I go to the match, I thought, <laughs> I'm going to echo what you just said. I did like what WWE did on, you know, spotlighting Selena and the Puerto Rican. I, I thought that was good. This was my least favorite match on the card. Okay. Did not like it, not one bit. Not one bit. But I did like, I did like the spotlight on her. And the, the emotion she had, you know, all that was, it felt genuine. It looked genuine. I did like that, but this is my least favorite match on the card, hands down. Okay. Um, Brandon, what about you? I'm a Kurt. This is my least favorite match on the card. But if you watched that match and it didn't pull your heartstrings a little bit, there's something wrong with your soul, brother or sister. <laughs> because, man, to see the emotion on Zelina Vega's face and I – and I, you know, like I, I felt too that it was genuine. You know, um, I didn't know that her dad was one of the guys that perished in nine eleven attacks and all that. So it was a lot going into that match, and it, it was really truly genuine. And I, I was just like, man, you know, it, you know, as a fan, if you ain't know any better, you know, you'll be rooting for. Her. We all knew Rhea Ripley was going to win, right, right. But it was just great to see WWE put that, you know, give her that shine and give her that opportunity. You know, to, you know, go to, you know, her home, well, it ain't her home country technically, but that's where her family is from. And to go over there and showcase her and everything. And the crowd was behind her. They gave her two standing ovations. Yeah. I don't know about y'all. Somebody give me a standing ovation. I probably break, I'll, I'll probably be tearing up too. So, you know, man, I just, I, I just thought that the whole thing was cool and I, you know, it was what it was. Yeah, it's my least favorite match on the card, but I can't, I, I cannot sit here and call it a bad match at all. It's just, you know, it, it's just one of those, it's just one of those things, man. It was, just, it, it was just really, really dope to just see how the crowd was just behind her, man. Yeah. Like that's, that's just one of the dopest things I've ever seen. And her outfit was, 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 was killing it. She had a Puerto Rican flag and yeah. man, and she's just yeah. fine as hell. I could leave that out. Hey man, She's fine as hell. Uh, but not just the whole thing, man. Hey, you know what? That that was that 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 was beautiful. I ain't gonna lie to you. So uh, all I gotta say is is twelve year old Ronnie uh really enjoyed this match. Um, <laughs> yes he did. I, I'll also say this was that not right this up. was not Ooh. my least favorite match on the mat, on the card. I think you guys may be shocked about what was. 
I won't be. I, I think I know where you're mm. going, but I won't be. I'm going to let you say it. I think I know where you're going, too. I, I think Brandon definitely knows where I'm going with this because I think of I know our conversation earlier. But yep. uh, next up is Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest. This was my least favorite match on the card. Mm-hmm. Um, if your name I is, see, I can see why. I can see why. If your name is not Jerome Young, aka New Jack, and you are a wrestler, you should never, ever come to the ring with a shopping cart full of, of weapons. Never. You should have wore that damn. You should wear that damn New Jack. That, that uh, that, that that New Jack fit to the ring. Play natural born killers. That would have made me hate this match even more if that's even possible. <laughs> um, now, that said, I want to give credit where credit is due. Bad Bunny didn't do bad in this match. No, he did not. He did not. Not at all. at all. I'll give credit where he did. Uh, he did very well, um, I'll say. It wasn't a, it, truth be, it wasn't a bad match. Um, I love seeing Savio Vega and Carlito pop. Man, I popped yeah. when I saw Carlito. Goddamn right. Um, I, I was not expecting that. Savio Vega was a surprise, but he really wasn't a surprise, if you know what I mean. What I mean by that is yes. he's a huge star in, in Puerto Rico and very much loved by the Puerto Rican people. So it yes. wasn't a shock to see him. But because of the disassociation that WWE has had and the terms kind of that they've had with each other, uh, Carlito, that was a shock. I did not expect to see Carlito. Um, and so, they played music. Yes. It was very good to see him last night. Um, why was this my least favorite match on the card? Two reasons. One is very, very stupid. I'll freely admit that. The other, uh, I don't think it's stupid, but... The first reason, Bad Bunny showed up to the match like he was going to a fashion show, not to a fight. Um, I didn't like whatever the peanut butter colored shit he was wearing last night. I didn't like it. Um, the, the second reason is because Bad Bunny should not have won this match. Um, I don't like that he won this match. I don't... It, it, I don't even know where to go from here with this. Um, I didn't, I just didn't like the match uh, because of that finish. So I'll, I'll toss it to you, Brandon, to go ahead and give your thoughts on this match. Cause that's really all I got to say. Like this is I give credit where it's due. Uh, Bad Bunny did a good job last night. I enjoyed the surprises that we saw uh, with Savio Vega and Carlito, but I absolutely hated this fucking finish. Brandon. Balls in your court. Um, I well, I'm on the opposite end. I, this is one of my favorite matches of the night. Um, I enjoyed the surprise, especially seeing a Carlito. Cause Car- hey, Carlito Caribbean, cool man. Like, hey, I, I popped for Carlito definitely. Like, that's one of those times I rewinded about three or four times just to <laughs> hear that pop. That's one of the biggest pops I've ever heard in my life. Carlito, Carlito was cool, like for real. So I popped for Carlito, Savio Vega, legend. Um, popped for uh, Savio Vega. I, I I thoroughly I enjoyed the match. I was thoroughly entertained. Bad Money is one of those that he he gets in that ring and does his thing, like for real. He takes it serious, and I like that. Um, maybe 
I I looked you know, I look around on Twitter and there's folks that's advocating, hey, Logan Paul versus Bad Bunny WrestleMania. I'm in one of those. I'm like, hey, that would be cool to do it the next WrestleMania or whatever, because those two guys, they're celebrities, but they came in and took the wrestling the wrestling been serious. And so hey, it would be nice to see you know to see them, you know, hook horns or whatever and see what they could do on their own without the help of the other professional wrestlers. Yeah. But you know that's you know, but you know that's besides the point. We'll talk about that later. I, I, <laughs> early, that was one of the best street fights I've ever seen. Now it's not look you know up in the all timer or anything like that. But you know, for a celebrity to come in and do, he was taking bumps from tables and stuff and all that, and throwing chairs and kendo sticks and all kind of stuff, man. Absolutely, like I said, man. You, I, you I got give credit. You gotta get. You have got to get a man his props, yes. and then on his entrance, anytime you got the whole crowd. They know that's your record, and they're singing the record. They're singing <laughs> you to the ring. Man, they, they, it was like, I felt like I was in the damn club. <laughs> I had to sit there and Shazam the song. I was like, I'm going to play that in the car. They was in, the, it was like, they was in the damn club playing him all the way to the ring. The hands all up in the air and all that, man. I was like, no, you can't be, you can't help it. I, I was sitting there thinking the whole time, I'm like, they should have put that in the damn main event. What was they thinking? They should have put that in the main event. That should have been the main event right there. Because you had two of your countrymen going against each other. Him and Damian Priest, they both from Puerto Rico. That should have been in the damn main event. And 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 I know we don't and let, and, and let, and let, and let the whole LWO, including, you know, Zelina, you know, when, you know, she, you know, got herself together and everything. And then we'll come on in the ring, in the show like that, all of them together. I thought that would have been dope as hell. And and I know we really don't touch on political shit here, but can I just say, can we go ahead and make Puerto Rico the fifty first state and give those people I agree. The, the benefits hey. that that they don't have because they're not a fucking state, right? Or but you or, know the or let let them have their island, right? Because um, I I ain't gonna lie, I was looking in that crowd and I'm like, I need to go to Puerto Rico. <laughs> Quick, fast, in a hurry. What am I thinking? I need, to, I need to go to Puerto Rico for real. Them nice. like my kind of people right there. So, Mr. Kurt, nice. absolutely. What did you think about Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest, Kurt? I thought it was a good match. Uh, Bad Bunny did way better than I thought he would do. Uh, I was never a big Carlito fan, but last night when he came, you know, the crowd went wild. And it fit perfectly on what happened last night. I just, I thought it was too much interference by the Judgment Day and the LWO. I didn't like that part at all. Um, but I thought the match was good, and I'm not surprised Bad Bunny won since you know as they promoted it, he was on every damn thing as like one of the sponsors <laughs> of the show. So I'm not surprised he won at all. This didn't yeah. shock me at all. And I thought, like I said, I thought he did good. Like Brandon said, he really does. Appear to take the rational business serious, so and that's, and it's, it, that's a good thing. Okay, yeah, and yeah, I, 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 yeah. You know, I going just, further uh, along, you know, you know, whatever they're trying to do yeah. down the line with him with uh, Jake Paul or Logan Paul, you know, I can see that happen. And I, I didn't realize that Bad Bunny was so much shorter than Damian Priest either until they did mm-hmm. that face off in the ring. I'm like, oh damn! So yeah, that's all at all. Lots of areas really not that tall. You'll be surprised. Next up is the Usos and Solo Sokoa taking on Matt Riddle. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Back up again. 
420, bro. Matt Riddle. <laughs> Sammy Zane. <laughs> and Kevin motherfucking Owens. Um, this match, it, it wasn't bad. What I'm about to say, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't anything that I didn't expect it to be. With the exceptions of the seeming descent between uh, Jay and Solo. Um, I'm interested in seeing where that's going to go. Um, so hopefully, I, I, I assume Vince is still writing the shows right now. He has the last several weeks, but Vince, get the fuck out of the way and let let the guys do this. Um, I, I want to see where that goes. The match wasn't bad. Um, I liked it. I think the right people won. Um, in this in this instance, I do want to see what they do with these undisputed tag team titles because with with the draft they're on one brand. So how the, how can they carry the titles for the other brand too? So it's going to be interesting to see what they do, if anything, with that. Um, Kurt, what did you think about this match? Um, nothing I didn't expect. It was normal. I, I, I expected the match that we saw last night. The only good thing I did like is I think, and I'm not a same thing fan at all, but he's the only person that really wears the belts like they should be worn. Okay. I, I hadn't even thought about it until you said it. He's the only person that wears the belts like yes. they should be worn. I think everybody should wear it the way he does. Because putting them in your hands, I hate, I hate that shit. I hate it. I hate that everybody puts the fucking belt over their shoulder. Yeah. Or around I, their necks. I, neck hate, I hate it. Yeah, I hate that shit. Um, I hate it. Okay. All right. Well, Brandon, what did you think about this match? I think the match was in the right place it was supposed to be. Once again, this, this is the beginning of the downfall of the bloodline. And I agree with you, Kurt. I love the way that Sami Zayn wore those damn belts. The way that he's supposed to wear them. Put both of them when you got in the end ways. Absolutely. And go to the ring. All right. So next up, we got what I thought was, even though, uh, you know, it was the typical, well, at the beginning at least, it was a typical Brock Lesnar match. Um, suplexes out the ass. I thought this might be the second best card or second best match on the card. Um, I absolutely loved the finish, the way it was done. Um, it didn't make Brock look weak, and it didn't make it didn't necessarily make Cody look any stronger, but it didn't hurt him either. Um, I don't know that Brock's. Uh, Blood was intentional. I think that was hard way. Um, yeah. It was this Tony Khan, John Moxley, AEW as a whole. If you're listening, I know that this may not have been intentional, but this is how blood works. This is how it works in a match. Um, blood for the sake of blood is stupid as fuck. And once you do it in every match, it's not special, and it doesn't mean anything when you see it. As fact, as as matter of fact, you expect it when it's somebody like John fucking Moxley. Um, but all that said, man, I, I thought it was a good match. 
I am very interested in seeing Brock's reaction to this loss. Um, not, I, and it's not that I'm not interested in seeing where Cody goes from this. I'm just more interested in seeing what they do with Brock after this loss. Um, Brandon, what did you think about this match? Um, I thought the match was better than what I expected. And then one of the things that crossed my mind was, how, many, how can you have a show in Puerto Rico without no blood? Because, you know, that's, that's one of them territories. Like, somebody <laughs> got so that's one of the things that I just kind of thought about. No, Brock, Brock got it pretty much hard way because when he, went, he put his head into the turn buckle, the camera never turned away. So I knew he got it hard way. And, um, it was, he, boy, he, 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 he bled. He, he, he bled. <laughs> yeah, he did. He, he, he bled. But, um, you know, he, hey, you know, it, it was short, quick to the point. Um, and, you know, it, you know, it, it, it did what it was supposed to do. So I, I, you know, I like the match. I, I don't, I can't say anything really bad about the match except, you know, <laughs> Uh, Cody had that that you know the walk when he was going towards the ring steps. <laughs> oh yeah, beginning. <laughs> uh, he was walking like he was somebody pissed off daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> but other than that, man, I, I, I like the match, and you know, I said, hey, you know, you can't get out of Puerto Rico without no blood. So, but that was it. All right, Kurt, what did uh, what did you think about this match? I thought it was okay. Uh, I was very surprised with the blood. Cause, yeah, I, I thought that was a hard way for that. When he hit that, I didn't see any cut blade or anything like that. I don't know. Hmm. That, you know that, that was a lot of blood. A lot of blood. Yeah, I saw once he, uh, after the. I did like the, I did like the finish on how Cody did win. I, I thought that was very good. Cause, you know, Brock. You don't lose anything losing that one. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I thought that I thought that was done well as, as, as well. I do too. Because he, 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 he just rolled them up, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, he just rolled them up and that was it. It wasn't, uh, it was, there was no like a definite finish or anything like that. He just rolled them up and, you know, he just didn't kick out in time. And that was it. So I like the finish as well. Yeah. It, what it was, Kurt, uh, Kurt, goddamn. Kurt, you was in the match last night. Um, that's why we didn't see him, Brandon. He was in Puerto Rico last night. <laughs> but, hey, man, send me some pictures. But Brock had, what it was, Brock had him in the Kimura, but Brock didn't have full guard on him. And right. what Cody did was, and, and, and I'm saying this like, I'm not an expert, but I have, I have been in a class before where they showed us how to defend a Kimura and or a, 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 a guillotine choke. And mm-hmm. what Cody did was stand up on his feet and push forward to, to send Brock's legs back. And what Brock did, Brock went into, and maybe I'm looking way too deep in this shit, but Brock went into MMA mode and went into full guard and put his legs around Cody and didn't let go of the, the Kimura. Um, and with Cody doing what he did, it rolled Brock Lesnar over, and his pin, his his shoulders were on the mat, and the ref hit three. And okay. I thought also that that Lesnar's reaction after the match was was good. He what the fuck just happened? He was in shock. He yes. was definitely in shock. Yes. And when when he wiped his face with the towel, you could see that little 
gig mark, not gig mark because it wouldn't cut, but that hard way uh, cut right above uh, one of his eyebrows. I can't remember which side, but one of his eyebrows. It was on the, uh, like it's on the left side, I think. So, but yeah, overall, man, a, a good, a good pay per view. Um, it it left the door open to see some interesting things tomorrow and Friday. Um, so, I think WWE set themselves up well with this pay-per-view heading into the next weekly shows, upcoming weekly shows, because between WrestleMania and now, shit has been boring as hell. I think you two agree with me on that? I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree. But last night, I, so here's the thing. We were all excited because of how how good they had done things leading into WrestleMania. So we were excited to see WrestleMania. Just the opposite for me happened from WrestleMania to Backlash. I almost had zero interest in Backlash because the last few shows have been shit. But Backlash showed and proved last night. Um, Brandon, to to give you credit, what you said, the crowd, um, they may have been the reason it was so good. But overall, I think everybody did a good job. Even the matches, like I didn't, I'm not a Matt Riddle fan, all that shit. Everybody did a good job last night. So hopefully we'll see some good stuff come out on uh, on tomorrow's Monday Night Raw, and then again on on SmackDown. Um, before we get into any final thoughts or whatever, I am interested in saying and in, in seeing. And you guys, I want you guys to chime in on this too. Um, how they handled the situation with the women's titles? Um, will the SmackDown title stay with Rhea and become the Raw title, and vice versa for Bianca? Or, you know, between some point between now and whenever, are they going to have a match between the two? I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see that. And I do want to know what they're going to do with the tag team titles. I think they're going to do what they did last time, just have them switch titles, and that's going to be the end of it. Hey, uh, yeah, that's kind of flat. Um, and I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that's flat. Hopefully they'll do something with a little more oomph to it. But, yeah, that's because probably what they'll have so the thing about it is, because if you have a match, what do you have a match for? Because you still you still gonna have a, a, a champion for this brand, this brand. So okay, the yeah, you're, you're right. right. You're 100 percent right. I did not even think about that when I said it. But you're yeah, right. No so all right. So if, if Rhea Ripley wins, she gets the Raw title, and then then the then the the SmackDown title goes to Bianca as a secondary, you know, bullshit title. So yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right. Um, but I am very interested in seeing what they do with the tag team titles. Um, and what do they do with, I, I want to know what they're going to do with Roman's two titles since. I think they're going to make it one. They're going to make it I, one I, title. But I don't think they're going to do anything with the tag team titles. I think they're going to leave it the way it is right now. And something I did think about last night, and you know, I'm just going down the rabbit hole, but I'm looking at it as, you know, I know Sammy and Kevin are on, um, Raw. But I can see them splitting them up and then have them choose a partner. And then whoever wins that tag team, they go to, to SmackDown and you have one, that tag team championship on SmackDown and you have one on Raw. Cause I don't see them being the tag team long. I, that's just me. I don't see. Them. I don't either. Cause I think at some point, at least the way I'm looking at it, uh, I think at some point, Kevin Owens is going to get pissed off with Sami Zayn's insistence mm-hmm. on trying to get Jay to understand that Roman's the bad guy. 
Basically. Not only that, but it, but I think I think he's gonna get jealous of the shine that Sammy is getting. I think that's the part where it's gonna go for for me because I see him because you know Sammy came out last last night and he had the biggest ovation out of the tag team. If you looked at it, and I'm just like I say, I might be digging out the rabbit hole, but how Kevin looked at him like, damn dude, you always getting you know more shine than anybody than me. Hey, there's a reason why he came out last. Fair point. Fair point. There's a reason why he came out last. But you know what? You know, but, well, you probably going to kick me anyway, but I'm going to go ahead and say, I think that they should go ahead and um, the only titles that don't need to be combined is the Intercontinental and the U.S. titles. But I just think there should be one women's, there should be one women's champion, there should be one heavyweight champion. But we all know that, but they're not going to do it because, you know, they're trying to put this brand thing together. So, but I agree. Right. But you know, I, I think it just need to be one, and then whoever the heavyweight champion is, you take on the challenger from whichever brand you want to, you know, pick or whatever or whatever the case is, and then whoever the women's champion is, you know, you pick from whichever brand, and then whoever the tag team champion is, you pick from whichever whoever's top, you know, tag team on that brand. That's what I think. That's what I think they should do, and then until you know somebody lose, and then. It just goes on from there. For me, it'll make it more interesting that way. Too much like right. <laughs> of course, anything, anything that's too much like right is never going like to get right. done. God damn, it can't do that, pal. Because they're like, no, nah, that's too simple. People are going to predict that. Exactly. And we're going to make the money off of that. That's but too I'm much like, like the wrestling. But I'm like, man, exactly. Wrestling. I'm like, man, at the end of the day, that's what people want to see. Like, it should, it should really only be one because you are the supreme person. Yeah. You are the right. supreme. You're the supreme pizza from Pizza Hut. You are the supreme. But so you take of, on all challenges and all oncomers, whoever you have, earned the right to do that. Yeah, but because you have Fox behind them on one show, you know, Fox is mandated. And I'm pretty sure there's something like, hey, we need a champion on this, on SmackDown. And then they were like, okay, we definitely need, you know, Vince going to be like, well, we need a champion on Raw. So, you know, they're not going to get away from it. Man, I don't know. I still think there's a way to work around it because I'm like, hey, you can have you can have the champion on both damn shows. You the goddamn champion. It's a definite way to do it, and that's the more feasible way. Just like back in the day when Ric Flair was a traveling champion, you have the same thing for for the WWE. Same thing. Yeah, you don't have to have a fucking brand champion for Raw and SmackDown. That's stupid. It's that's too many damn belts. It's too much to keep up with. But it it makes the other champions lesser. Right. It makes them lesser. And then the only way to make them even more important is if you have both of them go up against each other to see who's the best champion. But it's like, we want to see that every year. Exactly. It need to be one champion. You are the supreme ruler of the universe. You are the champion. That's it. So everybody need to be gunning for you. However, I do agree. There needs to be a um, secondary women's championship as well. I think that that needs to happen because it's like, okay, you have a women's intercontinental champion or something like that. That's a stepping stone to be, you know, to becoming the women's champion and, all, and women's champion and all that. I actually wish they would go back to letting the intercontinental championship be the launching pad for the next contender. I agree. Um, because anybody that was, the, so you was the intercontinental sure. champion, you was a big deal. Yeah, the only reason to win because they. They consumed the WCW, and that was the title they had. That's the only reason we have that championship right now. Which one? The United States. 
So shoot, I wish they would bring back a television championship. To be honest with you, I wouldn't be mad at that. I would do we away with do away the, with the U.S. title and have your TV champion, and he, you know, and he uh, defends the title on both shows. I'd rather have that than the U.S. champion yeah. and the Intercontinental champion. No, 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 you, hey, you keep both. But you have television. The television champion be elevated. You can have the television champion compete on both shows. But I'm saying that I don't. But that'll be the stepping stone to the heavyweight championship. But yeah, but I think if you had the TV title, do away with the US title. You don't need that if you got the Intercontinental title. Yeah, I think I think if you do have a TV champion, TV champion should be the launching pad to the Intercontinental. Intercontinental should be the launching pad to the world. Correct. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean that's going back to the damn after mags. Back in yeah. the day. So just, you know, the U.S. title <laughs> is, 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 the U.S. title is not needed at all. No, not at all. Not at all. Well, I, uh, if we had to do away with one, I would do away with the U.S. title and put it in place of the TV championship. And let the TV championship be defended on both shows. Yeah. And then, you know, we go from there. Yep. Because it's like, it's like you know, it, 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 it's, it's levels to it. You know what I'm saying? It's levels, it's levels to it. And I, I'm just not a fan of having two championships, two separate shows. And then we all know, like, these two separate shows are going to be combined together at some point. It's the same old shit. It's yeah. been the same old shit for the last 20 years. So yeah, they, <laughs> yep. I, I think they're trying to, I think they're trying to get away from that and stay away from it. So I think it's going to be a split. And I think they're going to go back to, you know, when they had a pay-per-views, it's going to be a SmackDown pay-per-view, a Raw pay-per-view, and then they'll just, come together once a year, but I think they're going to do a total split uh, down the line. Yeah, I just, if they do that though, I hope they either do it and stick to it or don't do it at all. Um, right. I, I just think Correct. every time this they, they've done this start-stop shit, and I'm all for it if you, if you try to create legitimately two separate brands and only have mm-hmm. them meet at maybe the big four pay-per-views. Or even, I even, I wouldn't even do four just to have me. No, just let them meet at WrestleMania once a year. Yeah, let them meet at WrestleMania. But if they, I would do, I would do Survivor Series or WrestleMania. That's what I would do. But I I think, I I think, you know, four to six months down the line, we're going to see the weird this draft and supposed brand separation didn't mean shit. Um, no, I think it. I think it'll last longer than that. I think it at least at least a year. At least a year. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. So, man. Um, overall, folks, we thought that Backlash was a good show. It is actually made me interested in seeing what happens tomorrow on Monday Night Raw. But then I was interested in seeing what happened in post WrestleMania Raw too, and it sucked ass. So, um. I'm going to go into this with tempered expectations. Um, gentlemen, are y'all ready to get out of here? Because we all got to work tomorrow. Hey, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to sleep. I'm tired. Kurt, Kurt said, I'm getting the hell on now. He's gone. He's gone. Gone, gone. Oh, shit. <laughs> Kurt said, I stood hey, up, but, um, but now I'm out. Oh, uh, Kurt, don't try to come back now. You said, fuck y'all, I'm out of here. That is funny. I, I, I don't know my, my fucking network keep going in. Now. What the fuck is that? <laughs> well, you still got time. He's still on. He's still on, but he ain't up, but he's still on. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? Kurt, Kurt, but, still, uh, hey, Kurt still got look, dial up. 
Because it just it went blank. And I said, okay, let me hit it again. So y'all pop back up. And I don't hear shit. And at the bottom it said unstable network. I'm like, well, goddamn. What's going on? You got Xfinity, don't you? Oh, okay. My phone is broke. Okay. Brandon, Brandon, Kirk, Kirk, did y'all just see that? Sweet Brandon wants to. Wants that to, is not me. Okay, I didn't know. I didn't know if you were playing games. Uh, sweet, that is not me. Sweet that Brandon, me at all. No, sweet we, Brandon, we go to work tomorrow. It's, it's nine fifty-five. We got to go. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was about to say. Mark, sweet yeah. Brandon, uh, check in with us on our next episode. Um, we were just about to get out of here, so um, we don't mind you coming on. We don't mind you joining, but uh, they're, they're going. Thank anyway. you for joining. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah thank you for joining, but they're going anyway. Once we said, no, you can't, they're like, ah, fuck y'all. So, anyway. But no, 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 for real, appreciate it. Well, yeah, we got to go to work in the morning. <laughs> and I'm, 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 I'm tapping, at this point, I'm tapping. And, and, like, and I, look, I, check I, it I out. Me, me and Kurt, we, we got, like, stressful jobs, but Brandon's got to deal with kids, man. So, like, man, the, hey, <laughs> that man needs his rest. 12, 12 and 13 year olds who oh, think they're wrong, shit. but they want to be treated like children. And then you, and we're and then at you the get, end of the year. And then you get a new brush of them every, every hour, right? Right. And we at the end of the year. And, <laughs> you know, you know what? I'm not even finna go there. All I know is I'm just gonna take, I'll talk to y'all off the line. My damn shoulder hurt. I'll talk to y'all off the line yes, about yes, this. Yes. Well, before we do get off, Brandon, you got anything you want to say to anybody? Any final thoughts on the show? Hey, man, I thought it was a good show. It was a good pay-per-view last night. I enjoyed it very, very much, even though I fell asleep through the first <laughs> run. But I, I watched it today. I was on muscle relaxing because my shoulder hurt. So I was on muscle relaxing last night, so I fell asleep on it. But I, I watched it today. I thoroughly enjoyed it. That damn crowd was electric. And I hope you all enjoyed the show, and I hope you all have a good week. All right. Kurt, what about you? Good show, and I hope everybody have a um, good night and have a good week this week. Absolutely. Everybody, you guys have a uh, great the rest of your Sunday night. Uh, wishing you guys a great week ahead of yourselves. And check us out next Saturday, 10 a.m., um, unless one of us has to go to a Comic-Con that he forgot about. And unless one of us, <laughs> unless one of us needs an APB put out on him, um, <laughs> or unless one of us have to go get well, unless one of us have to go to physical therapy. In other words, folks, we <laughs> hope to see you next Saturday morning, <laughs> 10 p.m. Kurt, send us out of here with some sound effects, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good night, y'all. Peace. Peace. Ah, well. Thank you.